loves, it's Sin, here again on the Makings of Us podcast. Whether you've been rocking with me for a while or you're new, I welcome all of you for just being here. Makings of Us was created to make room for all of our stories and to give them a place to live outside of our bodies and into the world, wherever someone might need them. Consider this some free self-care with conversations from sister friends that just get it. Take what you need and give someone else their flowers too. With love always, sin. All right now, today, I'm so excited. I can't even, I can't even hide it. <laughs> today we are um, in the studio, first of all. This is my first time in the studio. Um, hopefully many more to come, but I'm um, at Rec Philly right now and I'm with one of my dear sister friends, Chantel, um, also known as Grata Love. I actually had your f- name in my phone as Grata Love for the longest time. Oh. <laughs> Until I was like, that's actually not her name. <laughs> but um, yes, I have her with her with me today. She drove all the way from Maryland to be with me and to have this conversation. I'm just really excited. I'm like cheesing from ear to ear. <laughs> we had such a crazy time getting here, oh, yeah. but we're here we're here so um we're gonna get right into it uh do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself tell us what you are i mean not what you are but what you do and who you are and all that good stuff of course i do (laughs) um hey y'all it's your girl grotta that's grotta like prada but with a g don't forget the l-o-v-e you know that's just my little tagline i like to say um i am a poet I also host a podcast. I am a co-founder of the DMV Renaissance Awards. I paint, I draw, I create in any way possible, Lord, because it got to get out before I'm gone. So, um, yeah, I'm a auntie, um, a lover, a friend, a daughter, all the, all the things, okay? And I'm excited to be here. So, thank you for having me on, Sin. Of course, of <laughs> course. I was You're like one of the top people that I wanted to have here especially because your podcast I listened to a few episodes we're gonna get into that but um I first want to talk about how we met oh my god remember (laughs) like when I think about how we met it literally was destiny okay what do you remember from it I just remember being on social media really (laughs) that's all I remember like and I meet like a lot of women online yeah and they like that do the same thing that I do. And I'm like, hey, girl, how are you? <laughs> Let's link. Like, So I never told you the, the true story? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's happening on the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I'm so, scared. So <laughs> um, I was working at PG. And, and I went Sean, to PG. Yeah. Okay. And people remembered you. And they were like, y'all would be good friends. That's what Sean said. And Sean was like, y'all need to connect. Oh, like, I do love Here's Sean. her Instagram. You know, like, I don't know how you want to do it. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to, like, exchange numbers, but I don't want to, like, be weird about it. So just follow her. Okay. And so I followed you, and I was like, well, let me just feel her out first. And I really just was doing the observation check, like, yeah. the temperature check. I think I remember the day you followed me, though. Because oh, when I went on your page, I was like, oh, she do a lot of stuff. Like, okay. Too much. I need to slow up. I need to sit down somewhere. But, yeah. That was how somebody plugged wow. you, and I was like, "Yeah." And now we be talking on the phone for hours. Wow! So I never knew that part. Wow! 
I think we just started talking on social media and I was like, hey, this girl's cool. <laughs> yeah. And then we linked up and we went to, I always talk about this. Oh, yeah. Soul Spice. <laughs> <laughs> With Alexis. Oh, my gosh. It's like, when I find a really good spot, I find a really good spot. And I always want to go there and I'm always going to remember it. Oh, my gosh. It's like Korean. The purple rice? Yes. <sighs> Korean, is it barbecue? Chipotle, low key. Yeah, that's what we kept saying. It's, <laughs> it's like not a, Mexican, but yeah. it's like it's yeah. like a Korean Chipotle because they had kimchi and all that good stuff. But we had fun that day. We took pictures. We hung out with your friend. I think we smoked. We did. Did we? Potentially. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> but that day was fun. That was the first day I met your friend too, and yeah. we just talked and laughed and. It just felt good. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, yeah, this is my girlfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, meet people online, like fill them out. But, you know, know that there are good people out there. Yeah. That's good. I'm <laughs> excited for that. I'm going to skip right into it. Yeah. So I'm going to have to edit it out. <laughs> you said, you but, said. <laughs> um, yeah, you just said we talk on the phone all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is a fact because I feel like this is even going to go over. We only got now 30 minutes. Low key, we be like randomly called. Like one of us girl. will randomly call, and it'll be like, "Yeah, so girl, let me tell, let me update you, girl." I remember last time I called you, it was like, "Girl, why <laughs> <laughs> no?" But why? And I made a note of that too. I'm like, "Why do all of our audio messages start off as girl, girl? <laughs> hey, girl, hey, girl, girl." So tell me why this <laughs> nigga not to tell me why. And never answer the question. Because I need each other why. Because I really need you to tell me why, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, maybe we didn't do the work. Maybe it's something we should. And it's like, yo, this self-improvement shit, I'm, sometimes I'll be tired. I'd be like, yeah. why can't I just be a little toxic sometimes? No, I want to be all the way toxic sometimes. <laughs> but that's not the path that God is choosing for me right now. It's really not. I, I think we're being called to do something higher. And oh, God. I don't want to. I'd be like, I'm going to pick the day and time, though. <laughs> only at night <laughs> right only at night anyways um so let me see i do have a question to get it started off a little yes. icebreaker okay a little icebreaker um so what is the bravest thing that you've done this week i got really quiet after that mm-hmm. god yeah. said meditate on it the bravest <laughs> thing Mm, I don't know if it was brave. I took Adderall for the first time. Oh my god! <laughs> no, that's actually a little brave. <laughs> that's not judgment. I feel like that might be the bravest thing because I've been like in the books and like doing work. Okay, a lot. so it's been like mundane, but the bravest thing was that, and I was productive as fuck. Did you go to sleep? Like, was it hard to go to sleep? Oh, I was up all night. I didn't go to sleep till like five, and I slept till like eight, maybe. PM still AM. Oh, I was about to say no, 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 no. It was like two or three hours. Okay, and then I was back at it. Call her. I was buzzing. Um, I was just out here. Oh my gosh! But um, yeah. So I said that. Said it like that. Like, oh my gosh, because <laughs> I always talk about how scared I am to do like any drugs. I mean, it's not I really was a drug. Too, but, to be honest, yeah. Like I had a, such a negative connotation of it. Yeah, but I mean, it is then drug, my best but. friend was like, uh, "Maybe you should get checked because it works so well for you." And a lot of black women go undiagnosed. Yeah, like black women in healthcare. Period. Yeah, it's just messed up. Yeah. But at the same time, I was just like, "Yeah," but then I also see like how it can become addictive and like all the risks. So I'm just like, I don't know. 
Maybe it's just like when things are really tough. Like yeah, when I hit grad like, school. Yes, yeah. and you're like, I have to get this done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I really have any reason to take Adderall right now. That's it's the intention. Like you got to make, sh- you know, like using stuff with intention. I think yeah, important. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not just like we out here just popping Adderall, bro, or anything, <laughs> yeah. rather. But it is all the intention. That's how I feel about weed. Mm. I'm not just out here just yeah. You know, I'm just, yeah. just be smoking weed just because it's cool or because it it's looks like, good. bruh, this shit need to. No, I need to relax. <laughs> like, <laughs> need to come listen, down. and I'm all for self care. Y'all know this, but yeah. no. Um, sometimes no. Sometimes I can't just take a shower and relax. Yeah. Sometimes I can't just. Not to mention the anxiety of being a black woman. Not maybe not everybody's anxiety, but. She, Mine? Yeah, I think it's the majority of black women. I literally was writing a poem recently, and I was like, I try to fight people's opinions before they even form them. Mm. Like, yeah, that was a line, and I was just like, yeah, y'all don't even know. I'm, like, already trying to think of what you're thinking so I can make sure I don't, like, respond wrong yeah. or do something wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like I'm the same way. It's exhausting, though. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's like, when do we ever actually get a break? All right, cool. So, Wait, before we continue, oh. I want to know what the bravest thing you did. Oh, <laughs> I really was about to ask <laughs> the next question. <laughs> damn, like, damn. Like, this is dying. As soon as I said that, too, I'm like, dang, what was the bravest thing I did? Because, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I think the bravest thing that I did this week was, um, and yeah, I'm going. I'm thinking about it too much. But the bravest thing that I've done that I've done this week is drop my son off with his father mm. um, for the weekend, for his visitation weekend. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it took me so long to even come to that, but because I because I have to do it constantly. But it's like no, this still is very hard. Yeah. Um, and being brave and being like, you'll be okay, son, and like trying to affirm him and like trying to affirm myself yeah. at the same time, like saying you'll be okay. And it's just so many steps that I have to take to like make sure I'm good just for that 30 second drop off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know a little bit about it, yeah. but I won't go too deep into it. But me and my son's father do not have a great relationship. We do not talk. We, he's blocked on everything. Um, and we have court-ordered uh, visitation. So that's pretty much it, you know. Uh, and that was basically by my choice. Um, blocking him and everything, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's not my preference. I would actually enjoy having a healthy co-parenting relationship with my son's father. Yeah. But it's not... Um, to have any type of relationship with him is not healthy for me right now. Mm. Um, and that is something that you yes. can't just bounce back from after having Mm-mm. a type of relationship. Right, right, right. Just... The verbal abuse, the emotional abuse, I don't, not for the sake of my son, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, not now, at least. Not now. Yeah, yeah not today. Not this not year. <laughs> <laughs> but when <laughs> God <laughs> makes <laughs> makes yeah. uh, makes his mark on it. But yeah. that was the bravest thing that I've done, I, um, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. I commend you on that. Thank you, girlfriend. And your baby be with his, his father. Mm-hmm, because he... <laughs> <laughs> he don't just got one parent, okay? Right. Um, okay, cool. So the topic today or the title today of today's episode, I mean, is how you gonna win if you ain't right within. Oh wow. It's 
my Apple Watch. <laughs> nobody, nobody's with it. But how you gonna win if you ain't right with them? And that just came to mind. Like I was really trying to think of a topic. I mean, of a title, and I'm like, what is it? What is it? And I heard those lyrics just playing in my head like all week. I'm like that's what it is. So yeah. I feel like because we talk so much about healing and growth and just sistership and authenticity, all the things, and we write about it too. Like why yeah, not? why not? And then you in Philly. Okay. So, let's just get to it. So, um... I'm just sitting with that question. Like, we listen to these songs so unconsciously sometimes, and it'd be some good... Like, just little snippets that you could take with you on the road. Yes. I don't know. How do... I mean, one foot in front of the other. I'd be winging it like shit, but if I would (laughs) spend some time getting right with it, I might be more effective. Okay. But for me, it's like, lately, it's been like... I've been hitting this question and just this roadblock in my mind of like, how much more healing do we have to do? <laughs> how much more of this? Like, how many? <laughs> For real? Like, like and it, I've, I've how been, many more days? I've been on. <laughs> I've been like, God, uh. I'm tapping out. <laughs> I'm tapping out, no for real. Come back next I can't week. Read no more books. I can't listen to no more people tell me. That my relationship with my mother is why I'm so fucked up. I can't do that. I can't. It's, it's starting to be a lot now. And the more you know, it's like, I always say the more you know, the more you grow. But it's also like, the more you know, the more tired you get. Yeah. Like, why do I know so yeah. much? Can yeah. I be naive? Yeah. And in a, in a way, it's more so like, I'm just never going to get there. So, my I'm just working on right now. in her 70s. She said it doesn't stop. It doesn't, huh? When, and I feel like when you have that awareness, how could it? It can. How could it? You're going to always recognize new things. <laughs> I'm just, I'm now I'm just sitting here really thinking about this. Like it really doesn't end. But we also, I mean, we also have a privilege because there are a lot of, if you consider the people around us that aren't, I'm going to say family specifically because there, there are certain family members where I know they're just not aware of things that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. And so yes. their life is rotating it's a rotating door right and from my perspective it is i'm sure they're fulfilled because they don't know or maybe not or, or, maybe, or not. maybe not they could be searching for stuff in a different way and that is real they could be searching for stuff in a different way <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> oh they're, they're not out here just living recklessly they actually going through shit, they're so. looking for something yeah everybody's looking for something and we just i think we have a privilege to be in the position because remember we were talking about how um I mentioned that the only my therapist said the only reason certain things were starting to come to me to mm-hmm. like work through is because I was finally in a safe place to do so. Mm. So if you're not even in a safe place physically or mentally, right. you can't really work through stuff. So the fact that we're here is because we've gotten ourselves to a certain point Absolutely. I to do that. the rest. Cuz your brain that. is going to put that other shit away if you can't handle it. Yeah. Dang. I need a second. Okay. I need a second. <laughs> <laughs> we just started. I'm just like, oh, my brain is... I know. Because we kind of started talking about stuff in the car on the ride. And it was just like, yeah. College was like fun and easy. And not necessarily all the way easy, but it was just like breezy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Life. adulthood, yeah. and all the things you should have and should be and changes yeah that's absolutely true 
I'm going to find a way to not go with what I want to say because this is going to go on a different path of my notes <laughs> and why we're actually here. <laughs> no, we're going to say that. Yeah, I'm like, one side of my brain is like, go with that thought. Keep going with the conversation. I mean, but if The other was, side. Huh? Yeah, I'm like, if that, maybe that's the reading for the, for the moment. I know. And then... Lexi's just sitting here <laughs> at her. She should have been at the table. You got to right. sit at the table, sis. It's okay. Chantel has her friend with us, but she's in the cut today. She's hot, she's hot gonna, girl Lexi's in the cut. Yeah, yeah. Hot girl Lexi. She's going she's gonna to give us a little snippet. Okay. A little snippet a little bit later. But um, So one of your episodes on your podcast. Tell us about your podcast just real quick. Oh, yes. Can you please tell us about your podcast? Right? I sure can. Um. My podcast is titled Marrying the Unigod. And it honestly, it started out as me like interviewing different people. So actually, your first guest was my first guest too, mm. which is crazy. Um, Imani. Because, yes. That is my baby. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it basically was, it talks about the spiritual practices that honestly belong to people of color in our lineage. But I noticed how on Vice and all these documentaries on mm. spirituality I was watching, it was white people capitalizing off, off of the spiritual practices of people of color. Okay. And I was like, we need a place to discuss this, like, reemerging thing. Like, and I don't even want to call it a trend because I feel like it's, it's long-lasting. It's mm-hmm. like, we're discovering, like, some people I know are our age and they're discovering Christianity in a new way. Yes. I'm discovering spirituality in a new way. Yes. But also still having certain principles from a Christian background. Yes. So it's like, you know, just like how we're reemerging and we're practicing differently. Um, I just wanted a way to document it because I love that. It needs to be documented. Yeah. It's happening and it's not just white people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not these white people doing yoga in the park. Right. It's, it's black people going through their trauma generational trauma with spirituality right and like healing it in a different way right that's actually going to change the trajectory of our future okay yeah (laughs) i was like hey girl like just popped in next to us like what y'all doing no that hits home that hits home um yes. yes yes we took a new approach in the second like our second time around and oh that's, yeah that's what you listened to recently because oh. now we're working through topics in a serious way like okay so right now we're on religious trauma okay yeah. so that's what we're gonna get into. <laughs> yeah religious trauma like when y'all has said it said first of all when y'all has said the definition of it i'm like mm. wait there's such thing as religious trauma what? awareness what can you sprinkle that in they don't say that in church they ain't gonna tell you. Oh no, they're not. They're not. Can you, you know what, what that is? What is that? Can you sprinkle that in for us? Yeah. Just like a paraphrase. So if I'm paraphrasing, I would say, um, religious trauma is basically people using religious tactics in some way or another to manipulate you to do what they want you to do. Uh, that that would be my basis of it. Um, and sometimes it comes with physical, a phys- just like any other type of abuse. It could be physical. It can be, cause people say, don't spare the rod. And then they beating your ass. Whew. Um, and then they will find a Bible scripture. Yeah. I remember Mary Mary on their show was like, my dad will beat us and then sit down with the Bible and show us why. And so it's like, it's physical, it's mental, it's psychological, emotional. Yeah. It, it it's still abuse when you're trying to make someone do what you want them to do. Right. Because it benefits you. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's not about your spiritual entity. It's right. not about God. 
when you're trying to get me to dress like a good girl or mm. go to church on time mm. or not go to hell. Mm. But that's at this moment, it's serving you, not God. Mm. So that's what we had to go on. That's what, and I had to do that in order to continue with my podcast. I was like, we have to really go through the reason I'm even here. Mm-hmm. Because the reason I even ran from Christianity initially was because of the religious trauma, the awareness of it. Mm. Yeah. But how did you even come to be aware about it? Telling you... my friends stuff that okay. like just like abuse. Okay. You go, hey, um, my boyfriend pushed me into the wall. Okay. But like I shouldn't have said blah blah blah. Okay. Right. Friend, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And so then it becomes, yeah, my grandma used to tell me I had demons in me and like yeah. prayed in tongues and looked all around my head as if something was in me. But I'm nine years old coming home having a good day at school. Oof. So it's like, then my friend is like, what? My my mom prayed in tongues once a year. Mm-hmm. Like, not every day. Mm-hmm. I said, like, girl, a few times a day. What you mean? That's not normal? And that's when you realize something is different about yeah. your experience. Yeah. And it's not normal. Right. Mm. So I'm thinking every Christian out here praying in tongues at home, telling their kids they got demons in them, no. and they not. No, no, no. <laughs> like, that's what we're not doing. Yeah. So that was a big moment for me to even realize that. It was a big moment for me when I was listening to the episode and I was doing the same reactions that I'm doing now. Like, <laughs> when I tell you, I, mm, oh, oh my gosh, no. And I had to pause it a few times too, like, wow. And then I had sent you the message, like, yo, we should talk about this. Because, <laughs> <laughs> same. Like, uh, I've been through the same thing too. Yeah. And thank you for that. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for just giving us your spill on it. Because when I tell you that open my eyes up to now another layer mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> now another layer of of healing not even just healing but just awareness for mm-hmm. real for real and um yeah it just opened up another layer and i'm like wow this i knew something was wrong or i knew something was off but i didn't know what, how to put a name to it just mm-hmm. like my situation with my son's father like mm-hmm. i knew i kind like this is a little off but what is it exactly? And then when once you put a name to it, it does kind of give you that ease. Yeah. So. And then you realize it, the only reason it has a term is because it's becoming more common or people are telling more stories. Right. That's the only reason we have certain terms like in the mental health mm-hmm. community because mm-hmm. it's like it's happening to too many people. We have to bring language to this. Like, yes. Because it sucks for you to be go- experiencing something and not knowing what to call it. Yeah. Like if I was going through like mania and not knowing like... Mm-hmm. you just feel like you're losing it but when somebody can say hey that's mania and this is how you can these, deal with it and these are other people that are also dealing with this too. let's study this let's go into this and mm-hmm. the only reason we have the language now is because somebody took time to study it and examine it and create podcasts about right it, create right. textbooks yes. about it yes. and that's why it's important yeah. to share your stories that's why it's important to build yes. community and that's why it's important to get the help that you need to Um, I'm saying that for myself. The girl is still trying to get into therapy. A new therapist. It's the long story. (laughs) It's a long story. You got to find a good fit. That's important. You got to find a good fit and the money has to be right. Yes. Yes. But anyways, I'm going to get into it because (laughs) I'm about to lose the thought. So the story that I wanted to share with you just in brief is that um when I a lot of people really don't know this this is like my first time really ever sharing this um, outside of like my family and like my close friends this gonna be a brave moment 
be brave. <laughs> yeah. Be brave, little Sinclair. So, <laughs> um, when I was 18, and I'll keep looking that way because I see people walking. Kids are back there dancing everything. Y'all should oh, see wow. <laughs> But How do you stay present? <laughs> okay. Um, so, when I was 18, I moved away from home. This is my first time moving away from home. Living in Philly is my second time. Um, I moved away from home. Uh, I had a boyfriend that I had met in Maryland. He's from Maryland. He's is from Maryland. Um, but his family had moved down to North Carolina and, um, they were kind of like trying to get away and all this stuff. Yeah. All this fluff. (laughs) (laughs) They were trying to get away and I was going through a lot at home. Um, I was like, I think I was really suffering from depression, like real depression. Like I didn't get into any schools I wanted to go to and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty smart like I'm pretty smart um I was very disappointed in that um uh like it was just a lot of stuff going on at home like my I lived with my grandparents they didn't really want us there I have you know younger siblings older siblings my mom was kind of like going through her own thing so she wasn't really around so I'm like going with him like a lot and like being with him a lot and his family was like what I wanted like I remember, and I still remember to this day, I was like, yo, this is the place where I want to be because y'all sit down and have dinner together. Mm. And I wanted that so bad. I'm like, why don't we have, yeah, the aesthetic. That was it. Cause I'm gonna get to it. (laughs) But I was like, that was pulling me. And I was like, I want that so bad. And then, you know, sharing my story with his father and his stepmother at the time. Um, they just invited me into their home and that was nothing new for me. Like I've always been around other people's families and, um, you know, kind of just made my own place in their homes too. Kind of yeah. from that same desire of wanting my family to be the same way. Mm. So I always was in other people's families. You know, I enjoyed my family to a degree, however much I could as a child. Yeah. But anyways, ended up moving with him. It was an mm-hmm. invitation to move with him. Ended up, you know, packing all my shit. I ain't tell my grandparents. I don't know where my mom was. I just packed my shit and they came and took me and left, right? Wow. And it was terrible. My mom was, my mom was distraught. Everybody was like, where are you? And I'm like, I am gone. Like, I don't, like, now y'all see me? Like, peace. I'm gone. Like, no. So, um, you know, I get there and then, you know, at this point, me and the guy, I mean, me and the guy had, like, we had kind of been on and off. So now we're, like, actually together. Mm-hmm. And by this time, his father's also, like, an ordained pastor. Oh, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole fluff was him giving giving it to me like that. But at the same time, you trying to, like, slowly I see him, like, trying to get me to move away from, like, even associating with my family. I mean, like, I would want to come home. And, like, um, visit my niece and, you know, come back for family gatherings and stuff. Yeah. No. Do you know that your family, you know how evil they are? You know, like, Uh then presenting it with Bible scriptures and stuff. And I'm like, like, I I mean, the Bible scriptures, like, you know, leave your family. And when you get married, you know, when a man and woman come together, you leave your family. and And I'm like, this is, after a while, I'm like, this is insane. And, but it's still, I still couldn't get away from it because I was like, this is kind of what I, this is what, yeah, this is where I live, but this is also what I'm, I think I need Mm. like a mother, a father of, and you know, and then like the man is, you know, the boy at the time we were kids, but the boy is with me and like, we're trying to work through things. It was a terrible situation. Like looking back, it was a, it was eye opening, but it was terrible. And it was like, 
little stuff like uh it was so bad it was little stuff like um the father like trying to you know build a relationship with me so it could be like like I was confessing to him Mm. the things that I've done so of course me and the boy I mean this is real (laughs) this is real (laughs) of course me and the boy never had sex but I mean we we did stuff (laughs) we did stuff and but he still tried to like present it to his father like he was a virgin I wasn't a virgin I was very known but (laughs) sir it's like they love bombed you sir no absolutely and this is the first and then when I when I went through the situation with my son's father, who was also a narcissist, mm-hmm. has a lot of narcissist tendencies because I'm not a, I can't diagnose that. But before him was this boy's father, and this was the first time I had ever even realized it. Yeah. But um, I mean, like I was confessing to him, like, yeah, me and me and your son have like done certain things. Da, da, da. So I remember. <sighs> Him being like, you know, thank you for confessing that, you know, I appreciate it. Da, da, da. Um, then the next day, it was an entire explosion. No. You took my son's virginity and da 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 da. Oh, I'm like, God, no. Really? Because I'm not going to put his business all the way out there, but he had told me about a situation before. I'm not even going to get too deep into it. But he had told me about a situation years before me. And got everybody thinking. And got everybody thinking you out here a virgin. The villain. Yes. And right. And that I'm the villain. I just did all these things. And I came to you in confidence, bro. Like, and then it's all these like, oh, well, if I come in your room at night and sprinkle like holy water on you, you know, don't be scared. And child, you the know, whole nine. Chico talked about that on the podcast with her mom coming into the room and praying over her and the part did you there was a part where we talked about like lack of boundaries so that they can have say over your life Mm. like I feel like that's what happened in my family and that's why I feel like now I don't really exercise boundaries because I wasn't allowed to have them yeah you need to know everything so you can then tell me how to move right and so the power is then outside of me and so how do you expect someone to grow into adulthood and make their own decisions when you've placed, you've worked so hard to make sure the power is outside yes. of them. Like, you have to make decisions yes. for me. And that's a part of narcissism. Like, narcissistic tendencies is to, I know what's best for you. Right. You don't need to mm-hmm. manage anything. Mm-hmm. I know what's, and then using the Bible, which then I think that's what then makes it religious trauma. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, now you're backing it up with a spiritual entity that I, of course, want to, like, go forth and be with. Because... You know, God is like the ultimate level of purity. Uh So if I'm seeking to be that, then of course, if you are giving me the, the perception that you are going to help me get there, right? That's that's easy, especially before your brain is fully developed. Mm. That's easy. That's easy prey for people like that. Mm -hmm. And and I would say, even especially, I would say when you go through these things, it doesn't even have to be your brain fully being developed. In this Mm. situation, it was like me not even fully getting through that yet and then meeting my son's father who also oh, was a little bit of you know had like the religious part of it so, so he was close like it was no no it was on? years it was years apart it was years apart but this happened this happened yeah when i was 18 i'm 28 now so that was like i came home when i was about to be 21 okay. i came back to maryland when i was so i was there for about two yeah like two and a half years wow. and so my son's father is muslim 
you know, we in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> He's Muslim. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. There's people outside right now. Yeah. On the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's Muslim and it would be a lot of arguments. And I was pregnant. You know, mm. I was pregnant and it was like I remember days before um I was about to give birth and we were like in the car, like arguing about how he wanted to marry me and I'm doing him wrong by not marrying him. And he didn't want to bring a child into this world without getting married. And this isn't, you know, this isn't a, this is against the religion and stuff like, I'm like, um, but when did you ever propose to me? And we did have sex when we weren't married, right? That's what happened. You do. <laughs> you. Okay. <laughs> you do know that. Right. You do know I have to say yes to marry me. Well. You do know that you have to ask, right? <laughs> At the very core of me. Not, I'm just not assuming every man out here is trying to marry me. So y'all were arguing and he hadn't even popped a question. Girl. And I remember at that time, I was so out of it. I'm pregnant. I'm crying. Like, because you're yelling at me. That's a whole nother, like, yelling. Girl saying. Girl. And oh. it's like, and then I was like, you don't even know what I wanted to do. I do want to marry you. I do. Oh, I do. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, thinking about my younger self right now like girl give me a fucking hug because yeah, yeah terrible this this is you real you're carrying this man's baby and he's arguing with you i don't think i ever told my mom i told my mom a lot but i don't think i ever told her that but about to bring this baby into the world and it's so sad that you had to like it's almost like they want you to prove your love and it's like if you don't feel my love get the like <laughs> You know, if it's that bad, yeah. and it's, it's, he'd be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go find my Muslim wife." And and I remember at, at towards don't the say end, that and it's like, girl, well, towards the end, I was like, "Oh, go find her then. Go find her then. Goodbye. Oh, I bless y'all." <laughs> <laughs> and go that's home, no baby. listen. And and let me put this out there too. Like this is no. Um, I'm not talking down on any religion, like, right. and this is why I'm open to it to the conversation in general because I'm open to conversations with about um religion in general mm-hmm. i'm open to all religions i don't really uh, i don't really subscribe to just one i have mm-hmm. a christian background that's i have a like a lot of things that i still believe about the christian faith but i mm-hmm. have i have changed a few things on my own but for mm-hmm. for him to be like for him to be like, i'm gonna go find my muslim wife I'm like, all right like but i've been with you for two fucking years like what are you talking about and <laughs> Like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm always going to accept the person, like, for who they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to pray for you. And and I'm always going to want the best for you, you know? Even to this day, I pray for him. And I pray for the other man, too. Wow. But it's like, I'm not subscribing to just one thing anymore. I know that God is within me That's and around me and with <laughs> me. You know, I don't have to, you know, and I pray and I, and I meditate. I do it in the things where I feel like I'm... Where I feel like I'm giving glory to God. Mm. It's not me just, oh, well, I'm going to go and go stand in this pool, in this pulpit and just praise God, praise God. It's Lord about you. All that finished. and give all my money and all this, you know, like. Uh, just because y'all said so. Just because y'all said so. And it's just. Why? And speaking of the, like, religions, I definitely understand, like, how. Because I feel like, for me, spirituality is like a take what you need, leave what you don't situation. Mm. And so. We were talking earlier, and I was like, I don't care what people 
practice. Like, you know what? Like, I love that for you. If you, I, I was just saying, if that is what keeps you from killing somebody, if that's what keeps you from having, like, you know, doing outlandish, I love that. But at the same time, don't impose it on me. Right. Don't expect me right. to then abide by That's you. the biggest thing. I, like, I love it for you. But please don't come over here and tell me why I need to be doing it. Mm-hmm. If I'm not asking for guidance, throw it down my... That don't work on people like me no more. Because yeah. I've already been through it for years. Mm-hmm. So anything that suggests that, I get triggered. And I'm like, yeah. Whoa. yeah, bye. Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that essentially that's what it taught me too. Um, it taught me how to like speak up more, you know, it's, you, mm-hmm. for you it was the boundaries for, in a, in a way it was me for the boundaries for me too. It's mm-hmm. the boundaries for me. Boundaries. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it taught me how to speak up more. Like if that's what you want to do, we are obviously not on the same page. This is obviously not going to work for me and you or the children that we choose to have or the family that we're going to introduce ourselves to like it's just yeah. not going to work it's just not going to work and you got to be honest about and you that. have and i at that point i was like i wasn't honest more so because i thought that by me like standing in who i was then that was enough like mm. instead of me actually like vocalizing it and like saying, i do the same thing yeah like oh, no so I, i'm staying here and i'm gonna be loyal and i'm gonna you know all these things and and making up your own mind without informing the other party, I'd be doing that. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be like, that. you don't know, but I'm working on my shit anyway. Like, <laughs> but it's also because I've watched my mother do that. Mm-hmm. I've watched my mother stay in relationships and like be totally pissed off and not communicate, but instead, quote unquote, change her behavior. And unfortunately, I'm gonna say it: play the victim. And I, I now understand my victimhood mm-hmm. because I've watched it, and I'm like. Damn, I be playing the victim. Yeah. Like, listen. This is true. My girlfriend now, she be calling me out. Mm. She be like, so you not going to accept your part in this? Like, I got to take the the full. And I be like, I am painting you out to be the bad. Like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. you don't realize shit until it's like presented back to you in a loving way. Mm-hmm. In a loving way. when you're in way. defense mode all the time yes. because somebody's coming at you. Yes. You don't have time to really acknowledge your part because it's like, nah, I'm on defense. Right. You got me fucked up. So I'm coming at you with that same energy. Yeah. So. And then when you have that narcissistic behavior, it's like, mm. I could get there, but then, then you're going to rub my feet later and you're going to tell me that you love me at a, after you was just yelling at me and stuff. <sighs> now you're trying to create a fake safe space. Oh man. And I'm supposed to act like none of that. And I'm supposed happened. to act like none of it happened. And I would be like, I don't like when you yell at me. Like, that's very blatant. That's very yeah. just, I don't think anybody likes I'm to yell at Once somebody start yelling, I'm not talking anymore. I'm crying. Yeah. If I love you, I'm sobbing and I'm crying. If I don't really care for you or whatever, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I just be like, I can't do it. Yeah. I like shut off. Yeah. My because nobody deserves to be... That's not a natural... I feel in danger initially. Like, uh, well, immediately. Okay. It's like, danger. Step back. Like, we we were riding. Some man was yelling on the sidewalk. My brain says, danger. Yeah. Protect yourself. Yeah. Run, hide. Yeah. It's not even fight or it's flight. <laughs> it's not fight. It's not freeze. It's flight. Yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm too old to be doing this. But I'm, I feel like once I have kids, maybe I'll, like, learn the fight part. I don't know. But I'll be like, I just want to hide. I don't know. Everything. <laughs> because I have a child now and I feel like how you feel. Like that's how I feel about living in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's like so always so like high 
I don't know what it is. It, it, maybe it's, it's high just energy. A, it, yeah, but it's not good high energy. <laughs> it's not good high it's energy. It's not, yeah, let's go work out. It's like, man, you got to Yeah, it's very aggressive. It's they be very. Yelling. They be yelling. I don't like that. I don't like New York be yelling too. And I'll be mm-hmm, like, I don't so like that. Wild. I just kind of don't want to hear anything right now. <laughs> like, all these cars beeping and. Mm-hmm. That's not good. It's not good for my, my, for my sanity. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I think like we just need to take that deep breath. I know <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah, we said a lot just now. We got started talking about these men a little bit. I know. I feel like that's trauma. a good segue because the unsafety, like that you were talking about in your stories. Oh, girl, we that yeah, I. I think I told you something in a voice message. I was like, I'm going to wait for the podcast to tell you that. I know. We have so much to say. We're going to have to do a part two. We only got a couple minutes left. But. Yeah. Y'all y'all going to have to. You're going to have to come back to Philly for that drama right there. <laughs> Listen, and I'm going to plan accordingly. No, but let's get into it real quick. Because this does okay. have to be said since we're on the topic of safety. <sighs> black men. What happens to protect black women? Because I'm walking around with a person say protect black people. That includes us. That actually, you know, um, we are people. <laughs> we are people. Absolutely. Um, <sighs> okay, so what I was going to tell you. Tell me. Was that I have this thing, and it's it's now happened maybe twice. But I have this thing where I start, like, dreaming about black men trying to, like, kill me or harm me. And I recently I had a dream that my ex... Um, was yelling at me and and like following me and then I went to be near my girlfriend he was yelling at both of us and following us and like walking around us I think I told I told you about that yeah (laughs) and then he shot a gun and she's like oh no those don't hurt and then when he shot it she was like oh no baby they do and she's like on the floor and then the room got dark and his shadow is over me yeah I've had dreams about black men trying to like me accidentally backing into a man's car and his brother was in the passenger seat and like died like it was so dramatic because my car rolled down like a garage hill kind of and and then his brother i could see like his brother's spirit it was real eerie and Mm. then he gets out of the car with a machete and chases me and i'm running for my life and then i hear somebody over the speaker like be careful there's a man running around with da 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 I'm sliding down rails of stairs trying to get away from this man. And he's behind me with a machete. So it's just like these dreams are physical manifestations or um, representations of my feeling of unsafety. Mm -hmm. And so I had this conversation with a man recently. And then I had that dream after. And I was like, I think that energy was like my brain making sense of everything. Like, okay. Oh, you felt unsafe around a black man again. Okay. Here's this dream. And it's just like, damn. I remember when um when you sent that to me. And I think it was just like because <laughs> we obviously just have so many conversations. But I was like, oh I was not ready for that. <laughs> I was oh, like, man. oh I it was no trigger warning, anything. I'm like, Yo. oh, I was triggered because I don't, I don't have like those dreams, but I have those thoughts, mm. and um, it's and it's and it's even more unsettling because we had the conversation about our brothers. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
you have an older brother, I have an older brother. And, and they sound real common. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> We've talked a lot about our falling outs with yeah. our older brothers. And I recently reconnected with my brother. I don't okay. think I told you. We talked about that with some drinks. Okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I re- recently reconnected with him and kind of just, like, um, allowed myself to be a little more vulnerable. But mm-hmm. also um, realizing that every black man doesn't have it. Everybody, they don't have that sense of awareness. Like, oh, black women actually, like, care about me talking about my feelings. Like, I think a lot of it, yes, I'm always, I'm always stand for black men protecting black women. But even more so, I'm going to stand for black men holding other black men accountable. Like, that's it. Not, like, that's it. Like, bro, honestly, where are your friends at that are, like, they don't know either. <laughs> and sometimes they don't even have those friends. Like, I noticed that when my brother was, um, one thing I will say about the church is that my brother had black male leadership okay. that was different than what he was used to Okay, in the church. When he was going consistently and he had his Bible, I felt like that was good for him. Mm-hmm. And, like, he had men to talk to and men to talk about his experiences with. Because that's important. They right. don't have enough of those spaces. Right. Especially when they... To be transparent, hood niggas, like, <laughs> they used to a certain thing, and it's just like, who gonna actually talk to me about this? Right. And who's gonna actually be with me through it? Right. Like, black women are always right next. I think they're almost immune to our love sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, they just expect us to be there. And it's like, no, but, like, also nurture this relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be one way. Like, we should nurture each other and help each other. Grow. Right. Um, mm. If you can't provide for me... <laughs> financially as a brother or whatever like if you can't do that then maybe like just check on me every now and then maybe just like pop over and like like my brother likes to send me on the road with food he be he nice. be in there cooking his food okay and he be like here go a plate i'll take that because i know that's him showing love mm-hmm. but when that love starts to feel unsafe in certain those instances where things don't go their way mm-hmm that's when it it gets really scary for us. Yes. And it's like when things don't go our way, we don't flip out like that. But like you said, they don't always have that capacity. And so it's our responsibility to like set that boundary so they understand the significance. Mm-hmm. Like That's absolutely true. You don't understand how big this is, so I'm going to show you. Okay, right. <laughs> and I think in that regard, black women need to learn how to be more vocal and like use our voices in other ways. We yeah. don't got to always raise our voice about, you know, us complaining about what they're doing or whatever yeah. the case is. We don't got a spaz on you. We don't, not all the time. Right. Sometimes, sometimes they need to, sometimes they need to know. Well, I had one good one okay. last year. <laughs> but, shoot. But no. yeah, no, you have to learn. We just, I feel like we both have to learn, but we always talk about it amongst women. We yeah. talk about our own stuff amongst each other, but yeah. they're not doing it enough. And I'm going to say, that is also what I had to do with my brother too. I had to be like, listen, if you're not going to be here for me, like, emotionally, because that's what I need from a man right now, then, like, we probably can't rekindle this. Like, I mean, I'll be cordial with you, you know, and stuff like that. It was actually a little more aggressive than that. But I tried to be a little more soft. Because we want them to hear us. <laughs> yeah. Y'all don't hear it when it's soft sometimes. Right. And so we have to meet that masculine. We talked about masculine and feminine energy. Oh, that's going to have to be on the second one, too. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you just trying to meet that energy. And, like, sometimes it makes it worse, but sometimes it's what works. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's really about just following your guidance. Because everybody is different. Every situation is different. Some men possess more feminine energy. So, you got to meet that in a certain way, too. Yeah, that's sexy. So, it's just... 
It's levels. It's levels. (laughs) And I think at the beginning of everything, and to wrap everything up, (laughs) with the religious trauma and with meeting men where they are and all the beautiful things, um, it does start with safety. It starts with safety within yourself, awareness within yourself. You have to create a safe space, a safe space within yourself. I remember having like, and I'm gonna try to circle back, but I remember having like, I was telling my friend about this the other day when I was I was high one time, and I had this thing. Me, me and my son's father had just broken up, and um, I had this thing about being high by myself. And so when we broke up, like I don't have many friends out here and stuff like that, so I was just by myself, like me and my son, yeah, and my family every now and then, but. I was high one time and I just got so anxious. I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, I am by myself. I am like, ooh, this is a lot right now. I have to sit with myself. Like, I don't have nobody watching a show with me or like rubbing my back or like, or like even just a good morning from somebody. This is uncomfortable and I'm high as shit. Like, <laughs> so you know, like the, thought, the thoughts are like really blurting out. So it's like, I just had to breathe and I, I remember that day like it was yesterday. I came like came to my senses and I was like I am a safe space like I'm my own safe space I don't need to run to nobody I don't need to even run I don't need to even run to my mother and I'm not talking to my brother right now so I can't run to him I don't want to burden my sisters or my friends or not burden but you know that's what we feel though right that's real as fuck it is but I was like no I have to be a safe space for myself and then that's when I started like rebuilding my relationship with God and like being like oh but I'm not really by myself but like God you with me you with me right now big facts so just creating that safe space within yourself and then I feel like once mm-hmm. you find that then you'll attract people that are like that and then you won't never have to even look for that in nobody else you know in other ways but not the yeah. main way you know yeah and it's easier to extend that safe space once it's solid in you yes it's easier to um so a part, I think a part of my victimhood and my uh, toxic trait sometimes is that I feel like I'm giving too much and I don't have enough for me. But it's like if I already was solid in me, extending that is easy. Right. It's like, oh, I'm taken care of. Now I can. It's like putting the mask over yourself and then going mm-hmm. to like have a conversation with someone who needs that space. And it's like, okay, well, I've, I've solidified mine. Right. Now we can both come into this right. space together. And then I'm not taking from you too much. And you're not, ta- you know, it's, it's and just I'm patient a balance. With me, so I'm patient right. with you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And most times these interactions are reflections of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Both parties. Like, we're both like, oh, shit. Like, okay. Yes. I'm experiencing something. Yes. You're experiencing something. And how it comes together sometimes is either in sync or not in sync. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Whew. I realized that too. Like this codependency is real. <laughs> it's so easy to slip into it too. It you is. Know how you got there? You just right. be like, <laughs> you already know how you got there. Do I need you? I feel like I need this every day, <laughs> every day, all day. Give it to me. Like don't go <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever, please. <laughs> and then be like, oh shit, it is now. It's just me. Okay. <laughs> it's real quiet in here. Well, I don't like that. You want a YouTube video? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, get on I don't like this silence. Mm-mm, that's not me. That's real. Anyways, how you gonna win if you ain't right with them? You gotta get safe. Oof. Mm-mm-mm. That was good. So good. I like this. <laughs> I like this. I feel good. All right, so we're gonna wrap up. I appreciate you so much. Of course. My heart is like exploding. I don't feel butterflies. <laughs> I know. 
like yeah it's so great so i know i have um a question though okay. before we get to lexi's the poem, So to end, how have these experiences built a bridge between your womanhood and your creativity? Because we didn't even talk about us both being authors. And oh my gosh. We'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> and you got that one poem that always fucking make me cry. Every time I read it. You did tell me that. Sobbing. Uh, the words are just coming to me. Okay. Um, oh, how can you read You want me to repeat it? Yes. How have your experiences built a bridge between your womanhood and your creativity? Hmm. So I think, not I think, I know for sure. My womanhood journey, it's allowed me to just stand firm in my voice and like who I am. And therefore, my creativity is an expression of mm-hmm. that. Sometimes, and sometimes that womanhood journey is like, uh, just acknowledging myself, just saying that's a part of you and that's okay. Or I see that part of you. I recognize that and not expecting everybody else to recognize it. Mm. But then when I'm able to put it out into the world in a creative way, I'm able to like use a poem or painting or something. Then that's me showing the world what I've already, the work that I've done. Yeah. It's like I did. I worked so hard to figure out that this is a part of my life and my experience or who I am as a woman. And now I'm deciding, I think y'all should hear about it too. Right. I think other women should know mm. what it's like. And Grotta Love is honestly like the embodiment of my womanhood. Like I feel like that is the raw, animalistic woman that I am. The lioness okay. part of me. And then Chantel is like... Yeah, I work a nine to five until I can be brought a love full time. <laughs> like that's how we think, yeah. though. Yeah, creators for real. Dang, I love that. I have to agree. Yeah, it's I have like you agree. do the work, and then you're like, "Hey, look at my work. Mm-hmm. It's art. Yeah, my life is art." I love that. <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna answer that question. You're not. <laughs> why not? <laughs> I'm gonna bring out my British accent. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> Friend, you've got to answer the question. Um, my experiences have shaped my womanhood and my creativity by allowing me to understand that it's okay to find that balance. Um, I don't have to just be writer. I don't have to just be poet. I don't have to just be creator. In that sense, like, I can be in other ways. So, like, I've been getting into, like, digital art, and I've been getting into, like, being in this space, and just, like, finding ways to be creative with my son, and, -hmm. like, finding that balance of, like, what we just talked about, like, femininity and masculinity. Like, in femininity, you have to just be able to receive, like, and I feel like I'm learning how to, like, really receive, like, my creativity instead of, like, chasing it. But in that, it's hard, too, because sometimes it don't just be coming to me. Like, (laughs) sometimes it doesn't. But then, like, again, like, with that femininity, like, letting it flow. And um, instead of forcing it. Mm. And I think that I'm I'm carrying that in, like, my relationships, too, with men, like, and with my family, but mainly with men. Like, I'm not chasing no healthy love. Like, I'm not chasing you to find me. Like, I am allowing all that to come to me and um that's hard too (laughs) i love that too like we're not one thing right never just we're women we literally can create babies with our bodies 
with the help of men. We're not going to, um, because I don't want to ever negate from that because I feel like that's a, you know, men will be quick to be like, but you wouldn't be able to. <laughs> okay, I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, that's dope. That's dope. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I think that we have both grown in a lot of ways, but the bigger part of our growth is I feel like just coming together and like actually realizing our strengths Mm -hmm. and realizing that like we're not alone oh my gosh that alone you're not alone yeah cause I'd be quick to call you (laughs) I'd be quick to send you all your messages (laughs) you'd be like I know you're gonna say this I shouldn't have did it but I just wanna tell you I did (laughs) (laughs) we gonna talk about it I'd be like girl anyway you are fine yeah, because, girl, we got Life stories. is but a dream. <laughs> I'm still trying to get right with them, so don't judge me. <laughs> Shoot. Same. Uh, but, yeah, Lexi. What you got for us? We about to end this, John. <laughs> what you got for us? We wanted to have Lexi on the episode, but okay. she just going to have her little segment. Her too, I know, <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Um, go ahead and close your eyes and bow your head. All right. Come over here, baby. You might have to come oh, pull okay. up a chair. Yeah, they got to see you in the video, too, baby. Oh, man. You want the mic? Hold on. Let me give you the mic. Okay. Okay. Speaking to the mic. Give it a mic. We can go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. And Women, femmes, non-binary alike. Um, if it is not fucking you, feeding you, or financing you. And feeding can be, you know, emotional all those things then fuck it oh and remember you can do all through yourself thank you thank oh. you thank you oh wait a snap a snap oh, snap. <laughs> i love that i actually do too that was off the, that really was off the top of the dome huh yeah so i'd just be saying bullshit girl i love it but it'd be no, sticking it'd no, be good that's that real shit okay <laughs> because what am i tripping for no really i used to always like when my co-workers always be like are you cutting my check that's i really had to absorb that this year like so much. I ha- I really had to. Are you affecting my money? Are you affecting my livelihood? You and you don't take it. You get nothing to eat. <laughs> you don't feed me. I like food. <laughs> and I got a vibrator. Oh. Oh yeah. No no no. That changes the game, girl. I that definitely take me don't. a lot less time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't gotta. I don't. Mm, mm, mm. Anyways, yeah. on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again so the, much thank you for that like yes three f's all right we getting out this john till next time <laughs> she said she said john <laughs> we in philly so when in philly right all right y'all peace peace